across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. Welcome to Veterans Radio. I am Jim Fawson. I'm the officer of the deck today. We've got some great programs for you. I think you'll find very interesting. We always want to remind you, you can find more about Veterans Radio at its Facebook site or at the web. VeteransRadio.org is our new URL, VeteransRadio.org. Where we're on the web 24-7, you can find a lot of our podcasts there as well. We post new ones every Tuesday, so you can get a new story, a new interview, something you didn't know before by going to veteransradio.org. And before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First up, we want to thank National Veteran Business Development Council, nvbdc.org. It was established to certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses. You'll find out how they can help your business by going to nvbdc.org. We want to thank Legal Help for Veterans. Legal Help for Veterans fights for veterans' disability rights all across the nation. You can reach them at 800-693-4800 or on the web at LegalHelpForVeterans.com We want to welcome to Veterans Radio today a couple of the board members of the Fallen and Wounded Soldiers Fund, a Michigan-based organization. It's a 501c3, been around for a while, and we're glad to have Chris Cornelius as a board member on with us. Uh, Chris is a veteran and actually one of the co-founders of the fund. And we have the president of the fund, Robert Grimaldi, on as well. Both these guys have been involved with the fund for quite a number of years, and and, uh, it was time to come back around and talk about what they've been doing over the years and some of the success stories and upcoming events. Chris, welcome to Veterans Radio. Jim, thanks for having us. Rob, welcome to Veterans Radio. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. Thanks for having us. And, uh, you know, for all those who who don't know, Jim has been a staunch supporter of veterans and, and all their Uh, concerns and issues for many many years so thank you for all the work you've done over the years well thank you Uh, chris i'm going to start with you because you were there at the beginning in 2006 talk to us about what you saw what the group saw as the need and what the mission and purpose of fallen and wounded soldiers fund is well when we started um you you know that it was uh, early 2006 like you had mentioned and and um one of the issues that were happening at the time there was that uh, the time that it would take for veterans to get their uh, VA claims awarded was very long. And, and we were also dealing with something I would, I would consider um, new to the VA was uh, because of the IED explosions was uh, traumatic brain injuries. So we, we kind of recognized really quickly that there's a, there's a gap there. Um, and, and other things too, it's not just uh, the TBI, but sometimes it takes a little bit longer than, um, than what it, what, uh, what it should be for a veteran to get some help. So we just decided we're going to step together as a community and, and help out Michigan veterans. Well, one of the things that I always found amazing about this board and this effort was it is a 
all volunteer effort and it really involves the business community rob why don't you talk a little bit about uh, who gets involved and who helps out with fallen and wounded soldiers fund yeah, and you hit it on the head. It's an all-volunteer organization, which, um, you know, from, from the first days that Chris and the other uh, founders uh, created Fallen with the Soldier Fund, it, it was always going to be about direct impact on the lives of the veterans and their families. And it wasn't going to be about any of the other, you know, things. Uh, overhead costs were always going to be kept very, very low. Um, you know, to this day, as much as we've grown and, and, and added things, we're still about 97 cents of every dollar. It's a little higher than that, but goes directly into the hands of a veteran in need, uh, as opposed to overhead expenses. We have zero paid staff. So we're a working board. We've got 15 board members. Um, and, and that's, that's what drives everything we do. So when, um, when you see a fast response to a veteran, that's a board member that's working hard to make sure that we do all of our diligence and get things, um, all the boxes checked, and then get the money out to the veteran in the way that it needs to go. When you see an event that we put on, we're not paying somebody to do that. That's us out there doing the hard work. So, you know, the board members just come really from across, you know, the, the spectrum, just people that believe in helping uh, veterans in need. When it comes to things like corporate sponsors and, you know, individual sponsors and volunteers and just all those kind of other people that are out there helping us and supporting us, that runs the gambit too. You know, it can be, you know, sometimes it's organizations that you may think would have an interest in veterans um, and, and helping those veterans that are in need, but it's also, you know, that company up the road that you may or may not have done business with, but, um, you know, they, they have for whatever reason, uh, the desire to help veterans. So that's been one of the areas that's been kind of fun to watch is just all the different people that get involved uh, and help and all the different stories, you know, people know uh, veterans right within their lives, whether it's a, it's a brother a father, um, whether it's somebody up the road, um, that served and, you know, hopefully, None of them have any of the issues that we deal with, but we run across those too. You know, uh, you know, a kid up the road that got hurt. And I remember the difficulties he had uh, when he returned and, and had this injury and they love that groups like us are out there helping. So, you know, we just really run the gambit across everybody here in Michigan. That's, that's really willing to help. And then we get a lot of people that realize what we do is important, but also the way we do it is so efficient. Um, and the fact that, you know, again, going back to that direct impact, they give us a dollar, it's going where they want it to go. Uh, it's not going to, you know, parties or expenses or overhead or advertising or marketing, it's going to the veterans. So that part really helps us gain um, supporters and keep supporters. Well, I think one of the things that has always uh, worked well for Fallen Wounded Soldiers Fund, uh, Chris, is that direct support. You, there's not a whole lot of middlemen. There's not you don't you don't give money to agencies who give it to somebody else. You you really have a model that lets you get, when necessary, the dollars right in the hands of the veteran. Can you talk about how that works? Sure. Yeah. Uh, we we have uh, a website uh, that any veteran can go on to, or a family member, or even a friend, and and contact us and say, here, this is what's going on, and uh, or there's a phone number they can call as well on the website. 
And what happens is that goes right to our uh, our distribution committee, and that the distribution committee chair um, will call the veteran back generally within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, from there, she gathers all the uh, the pertinent information, and then every Monday that committee meets, and that's when they make a determination. And uh, and from there, the checks are cut that week. So you're you're looking at cases many times in less than a week. They're getting uh distributions so it's yeah. it's it's as quick as it can be yeah and just to kind of fill in there it it's i think people don't really understand how direct uh, we interact with veterans but chris is right they make a phone call into the website it's an 800 number but it rings directly to our executive director uh, dr lynn phillips and you know typically we measure response in days not weeks or months but really it, it rarely goes past a full day where we haven't had contact with the veteran, and it rarely goes past a week where we haven't done the sufficient amount of diligence. And we take that part very serious. You know, you can call and say, hey, I'm a veteran, uh, and I have this injury, and I have this need. Um, and we just can't take that at face value, right? We have to kind of corroborate all of those things and do the – so we have to figure out, okay, this is, in fact, the veteran. They have engaged with the VA. Um, you know, they do have the injuries that they stated. They were honorably discharged. Uh, and then we have to go back and figure out that each of these bills um, or whatever it is that they need help with are legitimate. And then on top of all that, we can't just write a check and hand it out to a veteran, um, you know, because we can't ensure that if, if we're paying five different bills that all five of those would go. 99% of the time, it probably would, but we want to be very careful with the money that comes into us. Um, from other donors, and we want them to feel comfortable knowing that it's going to the right spot. So that means we're paying bills direct. And again, we can't wait a week or a month in many cases. Sometimes it has to be done right away. So this process is really fast. And, you know, people don't realize even the end of the process, the paying of the checks, we've got an amazing treasurer, Lynn Minish, who, you know, every night is is out there making sure that, that lights are kept on and things like that, um, because you got to pay these bills. Very few veterans come to us and say, hey, I've got like in six months, I got this bill that's got to be paid. Um, you know, they come to us because they've exhausted every avenue they can. They, they've, they've gone to friends and family. They've exhausted all their savings. They've run up credit card bills just trying to keep their heads above water. That's when they come to us. They don't have anywhere else to turn. Uh, so these things have to happen unbelievably fast. And I, I think of all the things that our organization does, that's what I'm most proud of, is that the undying dedication to making sure these things get done and get done fast so that we really are helping people in a way that I think people can understand how unbelievably fast, but also how difficult that is because we all have jobs and families and obligations. Um, you know, Chris and I both have sat, you know, at different times in the distribution committee. That's a weekly call, nine o'clock on a Monday. The last thing I want to do on a Monday is listen to some of these cases because to be totally honest, they're, they're not, you know, they're not fluffy kind of like feel-good cases, right? These are all people having issues, going through a hard time. And sometimes we have to say no. Uh, they don't fit the mission, and we do our best to find places that, that do fit. And that doesn't feel great. So it's not the best way to end your Monday night, but it's an essential function. So, um, you know, it's it's to me, that's what I'm most proud of is the dedication and the speed by which we do things. Well, and Chris, uh, Rob touched on it a little bit, and we're talking to Chris Cornelius, who's a uh, co-founder and board member of Fallen Wounded Soldiers Fund and, and its president, Robert uh, Grimaldi. But, but Chris, he touched on it. A lot of this is just basic needs. I mean, you're helping a guy out 
generally a guy, women, I assume as well, but, but you're helping out with basic needs. Talk about those basic needs. Well, I can give you a quick example of just one case, if you'd like. Go right ahead. So we'll just call him Mr. L. Uh, so Mr. L came to us years ago, but this is a very common scenario for us even to this date. Um, so he's 100% VA rated right now or uh, service connected right now. Uh, he was in an ID explosion, uh, suffered PTSD, TBI, traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injuries, and uh needed help with the mortgage. Uh, they were facing evictions. So some of the needs, and this is where it gets really sad, is that um, diapers. He just he needed diapers. He needed baby food, food, and electricity. And at the time he called, he was using uh, old T-shirts as diapers for his kids. So um, he received uh, the, the VA rating, but the check hadn't started, um, and the military pay had stopped. Um, it was 18 months that he was without income. So we took care of all his bills. We took care of him, his family, his kids. And, and that's what we're still doing today. And, and these are, as I say, just sort of basic needs, the stuff the rest of us don't maybe think too much about, and that is, you know, food, clothing, shelter over your head. Hey, if your car breaks down, you can't get to work or you can't get to the medical clinic anymore. I mean, this is really basic stuff, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, I mean, it's rare that somebody comes to us for something that's frivolous. It, it's happened over the years, and we, we, that's not our, our role. Um, it's, it's the very, like you said, basic things. Um, sometimes people come to us, they're homeless, um, and so, it, you know, we, we try to get them into Wheaton. We had a, a, a woman and her daughter uh, just a couple weeks ago. They were living in their car. Um, and then trying to find shelters here and there. And neither one of those are unbelievably safe places for a young woman and her daughter. Um, and so we were able to find, uh, you know, temporary um, uh, housing for them, if you will, in, in, in a hotel. And then uh, we're able to get them housing after that. But, you know, basic things like that. Um, but, but then it does go into things like, you know, just trying to get assistance for, for food or for keeping the lights on, um, you know, mortgages. So I can't tell you how many times we, we get involved where somebody is two or three months behind on their rent and they've got an eviction notice. Uh, we wish they would have come to us a month earlier so we would have more time to sort of work through things. But again, they, they never come to us until they just can't, uh, you know, cope with what's going on and keep up. And so it's never for anything frivolous. It's, it's almost always for the very basics of the basics cars, uh, rent, food, diapers, formula for the baby, things like that. And, and you know, unfortunately, with inflation and, and all those, the, the, the pinch we all feel at the grocery store, you know, veterans aren't immune to that, right? They, they, they have the same issues we have, um, right? So prices are going up across the board. So that hurts too when, you know, they're on assistance of whatever level. Um, and so, you know, those things take a bigger bite out of the budget, which means, there's less money available to keep the lights on or whatever it may be. Um, you know, during COVID, we had a lot of uh, veterans that just weren't set up to have, you know, three kids at home on their current Wi-Fi. They maybe didn't have the equipment or the, the um, you know, the available uh, network to, to sort of log into, right? So those kind of things came up. We certainly weren't prepared for that um, in the sense that we didn't think that was coming. Nobody did during COVID, but you know, we had to then sort of pivot and respond to different kinds of needs. Um, but, but those are the things just, it's just keeping their heads above water, keeping them, uh, you know, able to be in homes, keeping lights on 
things like that. I will note one thing that we've done uh, really in just the last couple of years that's been exciting is we opened a veterans uh, housing center uh, in Canton, Michigan, in a partnership with Canton. So, you know, again, keeping overhead unbelievably low, um, but, but having the ability to get the veterans into a housing center, but also to have a community of veterans that have gone through the same issues they've had um, and a place to meet and talk to other veterans, you know, in, 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 in an area where everybody's been in that same exact spot so they can talk through issues. I can, I can't tell a veteran what they're feeling. I've never been through what they're going through, but other veterans that have, they can have a different conversation. So, those kind of things have been very helpful, especially post-COVID era. Um, but but you're exactly right, Jim. It's it's never anything frivolous. It's always just basic basic needs. Now this uh, we're going to reach through VeteransRadio.org here. We're going to reach nationally uh, an audience that's going to hear for Fallen Wounded Soldiers Fund for the first time. But Chris, why don't we explain? In your mission, what's your geographic territory? How does a how does a veteran, if you will, qualify for reaching out? So for us, they're either a Michigan resident uh, deployed, or they are a or they're a current Michigan resident. So that's and a veteran honorably discharged. And then you know what we do is like Rob was saying, we do help out with immediate needs. And if you don't mind, I, I just do. I want to include one other thing was that we also help. Uh, when there's a an injured um and, and you, you were on the board at the time when we've had some injured uh, uh, uh veterans uh they were deployed uh and something happened and so we we help bring that family together incur that cost for them and say hey we're here you just focus on getting better uh bring the loved ones around that you need and and we'll take care of that we we had a soldier that was uh out at fort custer two soldiers and a treat fell on on them and one was very very uh was injured very badly and we helped his family heal. And then, you know, the real nice thing is that like with Mr. L, he, he called up probably, I think it's probably 12 years later and gave us a great thank you. You know, uh, he, he left a voice message that was just beautiful, thanking us from the bottom of his heart. So the impact that we have on these folks, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's life changing for them. Oh, absolutely. And I want to give some, uh, you can't do this work without financial resources and Rob, uh, I'd like you to give some uh, shout-outs to some of the sponsors who've been helping uh, the, the fund all these years to make sure that you can do the the very good work we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, you're starting to get into it. There's just so many of them. Um, some of the some of the larger sponsors, um, and, and that's called more well-known nationally. I mean, General Motors, GM here in Detroit has been a huge sponsor of us for quite a few years. Um, you know, you get into a lot of uh, other companies like, you know, Aero Strategies that, that, you know, Jeff Styers has been a supporter since day one, I think, uh, and still is a supporter. Um, you know, Chris, as a, as, as a head of our corporate uh, sponsors, I don't know if you want to jump in, maybe some of the ones that from day one through now, but I mean, there's, you know, if you go to the website, just as, as an aside, they're all kind of listed there as well. But that, that's the great thing about this organization is there's been so many people from across the board um, and a lot of them have been sponsors, right? Chris, back me up here, 16, 17 years in some cases. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we still have some of the original board members. We have some of the original sponsors. We've had uh, major pharmaceuticals, uh, Cardinal uh, Pharmaceuticals, Iafrady, great, great supporter. Um, we've, we have Arrow, as you mentioned, uh, Trillamed has been a supporter for years and you know i feel bad for just not rattling off more no but, yeah, I, no it's an, it's, it's an unfair question but i but i uh bring it up 
because if you want to help out, if you want to help veterans in this direct reach out approach, then you got to help with the finances and the sponsors do that, but also participating in events. And one of the reasons we're talking is you have some upcoming events. Um, Rob, you want to talk about those events? Yeah, and you're, you're exactly right that we can never raise enough money, right? Because what we raise, we, you know, there, there's always need out there. And I know people might say, well, you know, the war is over. We don't, we're not seeing it in the news. But the kind of problems we're seeing today are the ones that, one, are a little harder to diagnose sometimes. You know, things like traumatic brain injury and things like that aren't always the easiest um, for, 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 you know, the, the physicians and the doctors to diagnose, especially when they're longer term. Uh, issues, but also, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of, you know, again, those, those, those debilitating injuries that are just building up. Um, and so, so the needs actually bigger than it, than it was, and it's for longer time, right? Each that we're helping tends to be a little bit longer than before. So, you know, we do have two events coming up on September 11th is our annual, uh, September 11th remembrance golf outing. Um, and then, uh, and that'll be held at Shenandoah Golf Course here in, in, in the, the Detroit, Michigan area. Uh, and then April 19th is our annual gala. Um, and so that, you know, we typically get a good crowd there anywhere from, well, we sell out. That's always the goal is to sell out of, uh, wherever we're going to be. Um, and either one of those um, you, you can find on our website, fwsf.org. Um, and if you're unable to attend or if you, you know, listening now and you like the mission, you like what we're doing, but you live someplace outside of Michigan, um, you know, it's easy to donate as well. Uh, there's a donate button on that front page. When you first get to the landing page of the website, you can click there and um, that's a pretty easy process as well. Um, but any, any of those three certainly helps. And if you're in the area, absolutely would love to have you out at, at the golf outing coming up in a few weeks. Uh, like I said, September 11th. And, and you know, you, you can meet some of the board members, but you can also meet some of the people we help. Um, that'll be there at the event. Um, and, and then just learn more about the organization. Happy to sit down with anybody that's there and kind of walk them through what we do. We're talking to uh, Chris Cornelius, who's one of the co-founders and a current board member of Fallen Wounded Soldiers Fund. And you just heard from Robert Grimaldi, who's the current president uh, of the fund. The website has all this information. It's FWSF, Fallen Wounded Soldiers Fund. Org. And there you can find uh, bios on all the board members, you can find events, you can find uh, the mission, um, and, and success stories, um, and how to take action and help, help out. So um, th- there's a lot of ways that this can be something that you can individually get involved in and, and either volunteer, there's a, hey, how do I volunteer, or donate. So both of those are available options. What I'd like to do, though, Chris, is uh, come back around to you, and uh, I, I know you've got more success stories. Why don't you give me a couple of more? Sure, sure. We have uh, we, we have Mr. H, um, who is a homeless vet, uh, or Miss H, sorry, homeless vet living in her vehicle, as Rob stated, um, just needed some help, temporary lodging. Uh, Mr. B. Uh, was just uh, or was recently awarded a 100% uh, service-connected VA rating. He had TBI, PTSD, spinal injury, cancer diagnosis, uh, was a homeless vet, and needed some help with some bills and doctor appointments. So we have him uh, housed at our, um, at our Veterans Center in, uh, in Canton, and uh, we're helping him get his chemotherapy and, uh, and do his appointments and helping him with food. Um, 
and then we have just Mr. and Mrs. H, another um, 100% uh, currently now, but traumatic brain injury, PTSD, knee and shoulder injuries, uh, married with three kids, and um, major major home damage that uh, led to unpaid bills. So we helped them out as well. Uh, and and this, Jim, just so you know, this is I think last month we distributed to 30 families. Um, wow. So we're talking hundreds hundreds of thousands of dollars a year hundreds of, of veterans and their families. So, you know, the impact is pretty significant. So these are, and, and I, I synopsize these just to, you know, let you know that this is a weekly occurrence. And, and what we've also done is made sure that, you know, the distribution committee is very um, um, uh, cognizant of, you know, these, these folks are going through a tough time. So there's one point of contact. There's not a bunch of people calling them. There's not a bunch of people asking them to, tell stories about what we do it's, it's very quiet and we're just there to help yeah that's yeah a, and I, that's a big part of it is you're just there to help you're not trying to uh overly promote uh their misery you're trying to solve their misery yes sir R- rob i'm sorry i cut you off what were you going to jump in on no i was just going to say so for the last few years now we've been helping well over 400 that's per year, right? So that's more than one a day uh, when you break it down to those kind of numbers. For an all-volunteer organization, that's pretty significant. Um, And it's a huge task. Um, But, but, you know, like, like Chris said, we've been able to do it. And and I think, you know, we're lucky that the people that that work with us, you know, we're not just uh, taking out some information, sending a check, and then that's it. I mean, we're, we're an organization that we really try to, you know, get to know the vet, help the vet, understand the need, um, and so, you know, you, you'll see if you come to one of our events, either the September 11th golf outing or the April 19th dinner, you'll see a lot of hugs to our executive director because she really does spend the time hours for each veteran um, just trying to understand the situation and learn what they're going through. And so, you know, to kind of come full circle to to the first case that Chris talked about, uh, the young man who was changing diapers um, with with his T-shirt, you know, one part of that story that that again, I think people don't quite understand how significant it is to work fast is that night our executive director was there with diapers and ran off to Costco and bought diapers and brought them in that night. That's how fast we moved on that case. But recently, and the reason that Chris, I think had this top of mind was, you know, we just received a phone call from this veteran saying, Hey, you probably don't remember me, which by the way, wasn't true. We, we all remembered this, this man, but um, just wanted to let you know, I mean, you know, I sent my daughter off to school um, and, and, you know, we just bought a house a couple of years ago and none of this would have been possible without the fallen and wounded soldier funds help all those years ago. We never would have been here had you guys not been there for us. And so those are the kind of cases that, you know, you sit back and, and you just feel good about what you did to help. Um, and, and you get to see once these veterans just get past that little period, you know, then they're, they're able to, to, to just run and live their life and be successful and happy and, and do the things they need to do. And that's exactly what happened here. So, no, you know, great. we really are helping people in direct uh, need. And we really are, you know, getting great outcomes. Well, that's why we wanted to bring the Fallen and Wounded Soldiers Fund to the awareness of our veteran radio audience. We're glad that Chris Cornelius and Robert Grimaldi both had uh, on the board, both had some time to talk to us today. Guys, keep up the good work. We're awfully proud of what you're doing. Jim, thank you very much. And, you know, again, thank you for all your support over the years. You're a true patriot and an unbelievable support to us. And thank you for all that, that you do for us. 
Jim, thanks for everything, and thanks for the opportunity to talk about us a little bit and spread the word for uh, any veterans that might be in need. Thank you. And I want to thank everybody for listening to Veterans Radio today. I am Jim Fossone. It's been a pleasure to be your host. I'm a veterans disability lawyer at Legal Help for Veterans, and you can reach us at 800-693-4800 or legalhelpforveterans.com on the web. You can follow Veterans Radio on Facebook and listen to its podcasts and Internet radio shows by visiting us at veteransradio.org. That's veteransradio.org. And until next time, you are dismissed. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans' Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. We again want to thank our national sponsors, the National Veterans Business Development Council, nvbdc.org, VA Ann Arbor Health Care System, the Vietnam Veterans of America, Charles S. Kettle's Chapter, Ann Arbor, Michigan. VFW Graf O'Hara Post 423 in Ann Arbor. And the American Legion Press Corn Post 46, also in Ann Arbor. We appreciate all your support. You can go to veteransradio.net, click on the sponsor level, and continue to support keeping Veterans Radio on the air. And until next time... You are dismissed.